Welcome to another edition of Buck the World podcast with me on the road in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Alexander Juno at home, repping the Bucks in Wisconsin. And we're excited for a game two dominant win. Go Bucks! To you, Al. Uh, you didn't really sound excited there. I am excited. <laughs> I am. I, I just I, it just it. it just sounds faker every time. I don't, no, I don't know no. what to do about it at this point. Um, no, the no. Bucks are two wins away from being in the NBA Finals. They um, no 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 no. The Raptors are underperforming. The Celtics are underperforming. <laughs> they're too good for the Pistons. I don't know what you're talking about. No, they're no. It's all luck. It's they're not a good team, dude. I'm sorry. I tweeted that I don't think there's a good team in the NBA this year, so the Bucks winning a title would not impress me. No, not at all. No, they would have to win three before you, we could even talk about them being like a really great team. I'm sorry. I just don't think the NBA is good enough for them at this point. Like, uh, win I mean, a title against some real competition. Did, did you see Giannis' transition duck yesterday? It's clearly like that was clearly a travel. So, like, the NBA is a joke as it is. They need to beat like every college team before. They need to go to Europe and beat every European team and every Chinese. If team the Bucks before. could beat the Kentucky Wildcats, then we would have something. To exactly, talk about. exactly. I think Wisconsin, maybe next year when Zion's in the league, there will be some competition. I think I think my grandpa would love to see them beat the Wisconsin Badgers. I think that would actually he would become a Bucks fan then probably. That would be like, what it would take. I like that the Bucks have a center that can shoot, but like, where's the swing offense? <sighs> okay. Let's, <laughs> let's dive into this. Uh, so the last time we podcasted, me and you both predicted a Bucks series win. I believe we both had Bucks and five, right? You said five, I said five, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if it was four. And then, um, and then I overreacted as a stupid fan. I'll, I'm going to take the uh, listen in. Uh, Thirty listeners, we're growing here. We're growing. Thirty listeners. Um, I'm gonna take the L, take the big. I'm gonna wave my flag. Um, I, I was, I was definitely kind of panicking a little bit in the first half. The Raptors just looked so much better to me. Like, and I was overreacting. I was emotional. I don't know how to handle this team being so good. Um, it's the Bucks didn't play a great game in game one. Should we, should, we should probably start with game one before we even get to game two, but the Bucks, didn't, the Bucks didn't play a great game in game one and they still won. They, they, they went over 11 in the third quarter in the, from three, right? Is it 11? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the they, right st- they still won. So I was at the game and the entire time I kept saying regression, regression, um, almost fought a fan that was like two rows in front of me because he kept yelling for Brooke to cut, stop shooting. And I yelled, Brooke is the best shooter on our team. Keep shooting, Brooke. And okay. every time Brooke Lopez would miss, I would yell, keep shooting, Brooke. Uh, Dude, we're going, if I make it to Milwaukee, which by God I am for at least the finals, God strike me down where I stand if I don't make it to the finals. We're going to a game together. We have to. We have to. Come on. I'm not going to make any promises. I just can't do it. Um, I also don't want to jinx it. I, I don't think I can right. jinx it. But I 
really uh, even even with the full power of superstition, I'm pretty sure the Bucks are going to the finals. I don't know if they're going to win, but we'll get to that several episodes from now. Yeah. So basically, I knew the Bucks were going to win game one. I was just worried that they might run out of time. Um, it, it was just to me, it was just shooting. Like they looked a little rusty to come out of the gate, and like, is that important? Yeah. Like their defense wasn't crisp. They've had better rotations and stuff like that. But for so much of it was just the fact that they were missing shots. And I don't know what it is about this series, but the three point misses are not hitting the top of the rim. They're hitting the side of the rim and the side of the backboard. (laughs) It looks like outlier bad. And I don't know how to explain it, but a lot of shots went in tonight and the bucks didn't shoot like a great percentage from three tonight. I think they were at 35 for most of the game but they hit a bunch of big ones early to sort of bury it, and then it was over. So that's basically the story. I think the Raptors could steal one in Toronto because they have a good shooting night, but I don't really know if it's likely. (sighs) Um, We switched to game two a little bit there, but I do want to talk a little bit more about game one. I'm not switching. Um, I'm just talking about overall trends. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> let's start. Let's start with the first half of that game one. Um, I'm gonna. There were a couple of interesting. Like, I should have. I should have trusted the math. The Raptors were not doing anything inside the restricted area. They were hitting some mid rangers. They were hitting every three the bucks were missing every three they were still the bucks were still playing their brand of basketball and they were just missing threes right um of course as we know they ended up winning but i i think the raptors played the best team defense i've seen on the bucks against the bucks in the first half in a long time am i wrong in saying yeah. that please the really? Celt- the Celtics were better. Like overall in the series? Celtics were better in game one and game two against the Bucks, specifically at containing Giannis, but also at stopping shooters than the Bucks have been the entire or than the Raptors have been this entire series. So a lot of it was me just seeing misses and being frustrated. Yeah. I actually thought the Bucks were getting fine looks in the first half. Um that's what the data says. The data says we had more open looks than even the Raptors, which surprised me. Like, I, I don't know. It surprised me. But. I don't understand why on paper people think this Raptors team is so good. I don't know. Like, if you, if you go by position, they might have some advantages. But if you go by, like, who's the best player? Giannis is better than Kawhi. Who's yeah. the second best player? Chris Middleton is better than, I don't Lowry. know, Kyle. Kyle or, Lowry. See, he's better than Siakam too. Like he's I better than say Siakam too. Yeah. And maybe the third player you're getting close to a draw if you consider that player to be Bloodsoe. But if you're getting to the fourth player, Brooke Lopez is better than Marcus Saul. Nikola Miritich is it's better weird. than Danny Green. Malcolm it's Brogdon's weird. better than Danny Green. The Bucks have a better bench. And so like Oh, the, the bench. I mean, clearly the bench is the the, the story of this series. I think so far that that Raptors bench. I, I'm surprised it wasn't more of a narrative. Like maybe it's because the Sixers bench was just so terrible. But man, that Raptors bench is really bad. It's 
it's really it's bad. Historically, it's been a strength of theirs, and then it's never paid off, so they don't feel it's worth mentioning now that it's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah, and you think, uh, like, I th- I think part of it's Nick Nurse. Like, I'm not entirely sold on Nick Nurse as an elite I was a, coach. I was a big fan of him prior to the series, um, but maybe a lot of that was, like, ESPN narrative love. I don't think it was ESPN. I think it was your off-season narrative love that Nick Nurse was your number one choice for the Bucks head coach. That is what and, I said. And they hired Mike Budenholzer, who's top three. Budenholzer has the resume. I was worried about the adjustments, and Nurse had the the uh, offensive shine to him for changing the Raptors under, um, but you under um, wow, I can't even. We just faced him against the Detroit, and I can't. Dwayne, Dwayne Casey, Casey Dwayne Casey. Um, so he had that kind of luster of the uh, the assistant, like uh, hidden the hidden assistant that the Bucks would discover. Um, and I can't. I love that narrative. Um, but uh, you know, and Budenholzer not being able to adjust scared the crap out of me. Um, but we know that's that's not really an issue anymore for him. So, I the everything about my, the criticisms about Mike Budenholzer seems just silly to me. Like it was Atlanta, true. It was true. Like it was those Atlanta teams weren't that good. Like I'm sorry, he got swept by LeBron. It was prime LeBron. Yeah. Like, but that, that was the team that beat. The, wasn't that the team that beat the 73 win Warriors, or was that the year before? That was the year before. I'm pretty sure. No, uh, I don't really care either. I don't. Know. Um, I'm not gonna look it up because I don't really that was care the, that much. That was, it, was that was the Delhi year when Delhi. I think that was Delhi the second best LeBron team. Delhi secured Actually, his I think four-year year contract. Those three years were really good, though. It was the fourth year that the team really struggled. Um, so, like, I don't know, spare me. Like, Al Horford's great and all, but you're not really going to do a lot with him as your best player. You know, if Jeff Teague's your primary creator, you're going to struggle a lot. Um, Eric Bledsoe's better than Jeff Teague. So they have him as a secondary creator, and they have – Chris Middleton and Giannis and Tedekumbo out there creating. So like you, this, is the, you, this is the best team he's ever had. You, you're right. But like and, there, there was a lot of concern with this. I mean, it, it was less with the Raptors, but it was more with the Celtics that they would expose us. And, and you have that critical like uh, detail that we had that Bledsoe like pushed, of course, grain of salt, but Bledsoe pushed Budenholzer to uh, let them try switching. And basically, when they tried it, when they started switching against the Celtics, it was over. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, to it's me. it's fair. It's it's hard to determine. We're not in the locker room. Yeah. So. It, so, I guess for me, the big takeaway from Game One is. I, I don't know. Like I was telling everybody, I thought the Bucks would win big tonight. Like I just thought that we were going to have some regression. We were going to shoot 35% from three and the Raptors were going to try and run it back. You can't run that back. You're not going to get Kyle Lowry on that hot of a shooting night again. Kyle Lowry's not that good of a shooter. He's yeah, a fine shooter, he's not a seven of nine guy. Yeah. Literally every three he hit, I was like, what's going on? Like I, Those I was just backs? confused. Those yeah. dirty, yeah. dirty. He's never done that before in his career. There's absolutely no one, reason he should hit that. He had one tonight in like the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, so 
I was just like, yeah, this isn't going to happen again. Um, so when Kyle Lowry wasn't Steph Curry tonight, wasn't that close. Um, for me, that's where it starts and ends. Kyle Lowry? The fact that what they did in game one wasn't sustainable and what we did in game well, two let's, or game one. Yeah, wasn't. like like look at trends. Like there's there, – there, I think I tweeted about it uh, last night. Na- uh, Two nights ago, was that two nights ago? I don't know. I've been I've been traveling, as as we know, these days blur together. But so the Raptors were running; their their pace was has been magnified, like tripled in this series. They they were fifteenth in pace in the regular season. The Bucks were, I don't know, at least top five, if not like I'm pretty sure they were top five. Um, the Raptors switched around. They, they ran a higher pace sense of basketball. That's not their style. They started hitting every single three in game one. Um, the Bucks did it. Also, did a couple things uh, that, or a few things that were not their brand. They uh, were like a tremendous offensive rebounding team in game one. They were twenty seventh in the NBA uh, in the regular season. Um, Brooke Lopez scored 29 points. Uh, he was electric, dynamic. Uh, he had 27 total points against the Celtics. Um, he was pretty crazy. And But they also shot horribly from three. So it was a weird game. But one of the things that I wanted to not forget about with game one was when I saw that Brooke Lopez performance, I didn't think, like a lot of people think, a lot of people thought outlier, right? And he wasn't, he didn't put up those numbers tonight in game two, right? I didn't think outlier. I thought, here's a guy doing what the team needs out of necessity because he has that ability to work inside the perimeter. He, and like, he did it. He took 21 shots. Like, I, I, did, I just didn't find anything about it to be that crazy, aside from the fact that the Raptors were giving him more opportunities than he had in most games. Yeah. Like, it's it's as simple as he did it because like the team needed it and he had the capability. Isn't that like, isn't that like 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 take a step back, take a deep breath. Like, isn't that amazing that the Bucks have that, the capacity that. to have this guy who's just a defensive, like he's just a strong side defender inside the paint and a three point specialist. Also, like remember that he was an All Star years ago for being like a a paint scorer menace and then just like recall all of that and then use it like how how cool is like how cool is that right that's, that's what awesome. that's what this bucks team is though it's not it's not the Giannis and tetacumbo show no Giannis powers everything Giannis is at the center of everything Giannis, Giannis is the infinity thanks for everything yeah. but like tonight we saw the ursan Ilyasova show we saw ursan sort of pop off in that second quarter and he won them the game basically in that stretch they took a commanding lead and it was basically over from that point on you know the raptors had some runs and stuff like that but that's this bucks team any single night you can get it from about nine different guys you know one of these days it's going to be the chris middleton show again eric bloodsoe's had his games you're talking about Um, malcolm brogdon's been great the first two games um miritich will have his games ursan will have his games um Connaughton will probably have a game eventually, maybe. Um, 
George Hill has had his games against the Celtics. He had uh, a lot of games against the Celtics. That's what that's what this series is now. Like not not this series. That's what this playoff run is now. There's nine guys that can give it to you on any single night, and that's what makes this Bucks team so great. But and, and it's and it's wild. Like uh, Ben Ben Thompson tweeted out. I, I, I he was showing what looked to be based on the type font uh, a ringer a ringer screenshot of the bucks are going to make the file finals if they if everything goes great for them if if everything goes perfectly like that was marcus st- thompson at the athletic uh, oh i'm sorry uh, you didn't call. recognize your type fonts that's I pretty embarrassing I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. um so no but, but that's like i just want to make something clear this season the Bucks have won as many playoff series as the Pelicans have with nine years of Anthony Davis. No, eight and, years. And you're referring to that specific point when he talks about like everything needs to go perfectly for Giannis to stay. I'm referring to like that. I'm referring to Woj saying the clock is ticking. I'm referring to like it's garbage. Like it's so frustrating. Bucks, like the the Bucks built a contender. The Bucks are going to take at least two games off the Warriors, they can win an NBA title this year. And yet we were talking f- with four years left on his contract that Giannis was good as gone. It's despite like, him never saying that he wanted to leave. I mean, I, I understand like you're in this national bubble. Like I, at some point this offseason, I want to talk about like bubbles, like in, in up in the type of people you talk to within these bubbles in the NBA. Cause it's pretty clear that there's like patterns there but you have this national bubble like milwaukee has been like awful for so many years or or middling to awful to to embarrassing embarrassingly ran it's is it is it a sexy national narrative to say like this is captain obvious bill for for the for our great listeners out there but it's not a sexy national narrative to say like the bucks are bucks are great they're historically great for such like this 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 and this reason a b c and d they are but the skepticism is still there i i so i like i i understand why the story it doesn't make it any less frustrating to me as like a fact-based person i, I don't i don't know that's i just want to i just want to rant about it we're getting it's frustrating like because you were right like look look at me like i even I even was like, let's let's talk about it. I was like, I was like, uh, we were so focused on the Celtics as like this matchup problem for the Bucks, which they were. And you know, a lot of people thought that they were a bigger problem than the Raptors would present just because of matchups, even if they're not as good a team. And you know, ultimately, there's we're two games in, so that could change. But that looks like it might be true. It looks like it's a hundred percent true. And I, I thought that well, that was like silly because like, uh, I thought the NBA was so talent driven that talent ultimately would win the day when the playoffs came, but I don't know. And I, and I think that the, the Raptors are more talented than the Celtics. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like, give me Al Horford over anybody besides Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors. Yeah, but but who else? Like, I mean, do you would you rather have Kyrie, Kyrie besides over, Kawhi on the Raptors? That's fair, but I mean, I don't know. I I still I still love Kyle Lowry. He's kind of a plus minus uh, juggernaut from 
right? Give, give me Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown over Danny Green. Like they don't have a Pascal Siakam type guy, but they didn't have an absolute zero at center like Marcus Saul is. I, I, I don't I don't know what to say. Marcus Saul's been garbage, and man, he's, imagine he's if been that team so historically good. Yeah, I don't because I'm a huge Marcus Saul fan. Like as this this guy who's really smart defensively, this excellent passing guy who operates out of the elbows, like. I don't know. I, I don't know what. You I don't know what. what ha- you know what bothers uh, me? What? Didn't didn't we have like a three year stretch of Defensive Player of the Year awards where it was like Tyson Chandler, Joachim Noah, and Marcus Saul, or was there somebody else in between there? Because those three guys are all absolute garbage now, and that wasn't that long ago. Like Marcus Saul's the most relevant one. Is Ty- Tyson Chandler is on the Lakers? I think he was absolutely horrible. He's like uh, old now, right? To be fair. Yeah. Yeah, but Joe Joachim Noah's not old. No, like, he's not. But he appeared fast. But like, centers, like to be fair, big men centers, they wear down typically more, like because they're taking a beating because they're large men, and genetically, like being as large as they are, like it. There's a pattern there with big men, typically. Like sure, right? it just bothers me that Draymond Green is going to end this era with only like, is he ever going to win Defensive Player of the Year again? Because he doesn't try in the regular season, but like yeah. he's the best defender in the league right now, um, so that's frustrating. It also sucks that Rudy Gobert is going to win it this year, and Rudy oh. can't defend in space, and he's garbage. Like Giannis was named a finalist, and I I'm going to be so mad that Rudy he, Gobert is going to win it by yeah, a pretty good margin win. over him. He'll, he'll get he'll get like one or two votes, but he's not going to win. They yeah. already have like eight votes reported for Giannis for first place based on the 18 people who have revealed their ballots. For defensive so, player of the year? Yeah, so it oh, might okay. be closer than you think it's going to be. That's but, good. I'm surprised. Yeah, I think he's going to be handily in second. Yeah. Over it's, the third place guy. I, I didn't even see who the third place finalist was. I think it's Paul George. Um, So good for Paul George for being top three in MVP and defensive player of the year. He's third in both of them, but good for him, I guess. Um, Sometimes the shade is just necessary to grow. Yeah, whatever. Like, it's not going to bother Giannis, and that's part of why. Like, you saw the postseason chat or the postgame chat chat. that Giannis had with, like, he was like, I don't don't care about MVP, whatever. Like, let's let's finish a series. Let's let's keep moving. Like I love Giannis. Yeah, like, but I care. Look at, this, look at this shirt. This is my this is my Giannis shirt. This is my favorite Giannis shirt. Got this at Fiserv. I love this, this shirt. Is, this is one of my six Giannis Antetokounmpo jerseys. Is that a Kia sponsored like jersey that they were handing out at a game? No, this is a jersey. I just got a T-shirt on under it. Oh, this okay. is terrible podcasting, though. Um, it's all right. It's 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 visual on YouTube, uh, listeners. Check <laughs> check out our ugly mugs on YouTube. Um, but you're right. Um, anyways, I wanted you like I wanted to take this chance. I want you to illustrate. I want you to storytell. I had the perfect viewing conditions for this, actually. I was sitting on my couch. I have a uh, 52-inch TV. I sit about 12 feet away from it. I have DVR, so whenever I see a cool play, go back. And whenever I go back, then I just go forward during commercials. So I watch less commercials than you, and I watch more basketball during the average broadcast. That's what makes me so good at what I do. Um, (laughs) 
So um, the Bucks got off to a hot start, jumped out 9-0. Um, it was a Miritich 3, a Miritich put in off a of Giannis miss, I believe, or maybe it was a Miritich offensive rebound. Um, but then Giannis had two dunks. Um, they were crisp from the start. And it was one of those games where you're like, eh, how early are they going to run away with it? Um, That's good because uh, there's been a, like they have not been whatsoever at all. A team that starts hot ever. They always start slow. So Toronto got back in it and it was like 14 to nine bucks were up. And then uh, from there, it sort of started to get ugly. The three started going in. I believe Brogdon was three of three from three to start the game. And uh, Miritich was hitting some. Uh, and then Urson came in, and he caught fire in the second quarter. I believe he had 13 points in the second quarter. What? Uh, what he, did he do? What? What? He, had, he actually took like a heat check three that he hit. It's the shooting sleeve. Like, it's literally just the shooting sleeve. He put on a shooting <laughs> sleeve. And it's I magic. saw that in the I ball is just game practice. Like, the ball is just going in automatically because he got the sleeve. Um, it was just, <laughs> it was just like a vintage Turkish thunder night. Um, uh, actually, Uzbek thunder, but uh, I'm a Ur- Ursan truth truther, so it doesn't you know. matter because Ursan is here to stay <laughs> I, for I, one more year at least. <laughs> so here's the thing about Ursan. He was on the team when we all became fans of the team. Like he was on that before that because he was drafted in like 2005. Then he went to overseas. Yeah, after playing one season. How, how great is that? We had the number one overall pick in the 2005 draft, but the guy who had the better career for us was the guy we took in the second round, waived, and then brought back, and he played at, seven years for the franchise. As better known by his best nickname, I'm giving you a chance to say it. Turkish Thunder. No, Ghostface Ilya. Ghostface Ilya. Oh, I thought you were going to say Arsan Ilyasov. <laughs> Arsan Ilyasov. No, I didn't want to like be too. I didn't want to be too snotty with it, but uh, or Hobo Hobo Arsan. Her Hobo Arsan is classic, but uh, Ghostface Ilya will remain my favorite always. I wish it got more love, um, but he it's is. Uz- trash. That's that's just so false. I, I can't even handle that. Anyways, get back to your illustration before I get mad. Um, so after Ursan went off, the Bucks were pushing it close to 20 for most of the second quarter. Um, the Raptors couldn't get efficient looks whatsoever. Um, they're afraid to go to the rim. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I took the big L because they didn't go to the rim at all in game one. And it sounds like the first half of game two, they also weren't getting to the rim. Were they trying? No. No. Okay. They were taking pull-up jumpers. They were trying to like drive and kick. Their drive and kick's funny because they never get to like the restricted area. So like, so they drive like a few feet inside the perimeter yeah, and then yeah. kick it out. And they kick it out to guys that the Bucks want to shoot. And Marcus all catches the ball. And I I don't remember what podcast I was listening to. I think it was the Ringer NBA show. And they're like, <laughs> he catches the ball and he's like, oh no, here I go again. I gotta shoot. It. <laughs> and he, they said they said he looks like Marcus looks physically bothered by the fact that he has to shoot threes. <laughs> and you know what? You were right. Like, remember how we were sort of talking, like, not to like we were talking about Marcus and I said like he might be a threat. And he was at the beginning of game one. I mean, he okay. took what seven threes and he had four of them, mm-hmm. but but it is it he is was, an ugly shoot of seven from three in game one. Okay, um, two of seven. But that's seven is a lot for him, right? 
So they were asking him to do that. I, okay. He looks I'm, really uncomfortable, though. I'm pulling really up his does. Memphis numbers, but I think he was attempting 4.43s a game in so Memphis. What? And then after he got traded, they were he like... Was two. It was only two per game with Toronto. It was two. Uh, before, before he got traded, he was at 4.23s yeah. a game. And last season, he was at 4.4 in Memphis. Those are decent numbers. Those are decent yeah, attempts. Yeah, for a center, game. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So... I remember him having a game against us when he was still a Grizzly this year where he hit some really clutch threes. I believe we lost a game to the Grizzlies this year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It was when they had the best record in the West. They were like yeah. 10 and 2 or something like uh, that. It was at uh, home, right? Didn't they come yeah. into Milwaukee and give us our first, first home loss? That sounds right. Okay. I, am I right? It might have been even deeper in the season than them. They might have been like fourteen and three. It might have been like fifteen games in. Yeah, because we did we did start off pretty good at the forum. Still are great at the forum, but uh, yeah, I think it was their first loss at home. Anyway, Marcus Hall garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that basically got us to halftime. I believe we were up fifty six thirty five at the half, something like that. Uh, yeah, we that's... were up like twenty one. Yeah, and so we're caught up. That was your oral history. <laughs> I wanted more Ursan drama. I wanted you to be like, there, there was this incredible. Oh, he took two charges too. So he was pretty <laughs> incredible. <laughs> um, so, so second quarter MVP Ursan. Um, yeah. 13 points, two charges. Uh, how many threes did he hit? Three? Two. Two. Oh, two, three. So a lot of, so what? He, a bunch of offensive rebounds? No, it wasn't driving rebounds. He was like getting rolls and stuff like that. It was weird. It was a really weird quarter. He was doing like all sorts of stuff. Um, you know who was not good tonight? Pascal Siakam. Uh, I still love Pascal, but you're right. He followed out. What he, he had eight with, points like, and points? one rebound. Eight points. I don't know, man. Uh, I feel I feel okay. bad for Pascal. Uh, I still like Pascal. <laughs> I, I don't want to rip on him too hard. This Bucks team is really good. Like straight up. Like you can't just yeah. say Kyrie Irving's bad now because he he's only twenty four. Yeah, twenty four is kind of old though. Okay, but, let, don't hold him to the Giannis standard of being twenty four. I'm, I'm not holding him to like, the Giannis right. standard. I just think like even even the other twenty four year old standard. Like, I think he's pretty good. Okay, come on, he's fine. I just I think like, he's better than fine. But that's we he can, didn't have a good series against the Sixers. Like, congrats on beating right. up on the Magic. I believe I was reading on the uh, the Athletic today. He had a sixty three percent true shooting percentage in the regular season, and. Uh, since the start of the second round, he's had a 45% true shooting percentage. I'm going to blame everyone around Pascal because I love Pascal. Okay, so that's, what they do about, Nick Nurse. <laughs> that, that's what they do about Kawhi too, though. And it's like, at some point... I'm not going to blame Kawhi. Like, come on, he's been around He's been around the horn. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm being facetious okay. with Pascal, but like, I'm not going to do If you can't blame Kawhi. Pascal, you can't blame Kawhi. You no, that's not, they're Rodney. not the same. Don't do that. They're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody on the Raptors has to be sucking, and it can't just all be Marcus Allsol. So what's, but what's the okay? So like, I'm a Marcus Allsol fan. Like, what's the deal with him? Like, why is he declined so much? Like, he doesn't, know, he doesn't know what to do on defense. It but that's, but that's like anti Marcus Allsol. Like plays. he's always, he's always been like a defensive. He's never had to play this Brooke Lopez before. But he's he played can't. stretch fives. He's played stretch five before. This is like Brooke not Lopez his first is the stretch five. Is he? Wait, are you saying he's the definitive stretch five? Yeah, like the first, the They're, first definitive stretch five in the history of the NBA. Is that what you're saying? Okay, well that makes it sound like it's something different. But <laughs> to this point in time, he's the best stretch five we've ever seen. 
In the NBA. In the NBA. Wow. wow. I don't um, think there's like a better one in EuroLeague or in NCAA. Um, it's just, he, that's just our big statement. I mean, he I'm not made the most wrong. threes ever by a seven footer. Like, you're right. I don't even think it's up for debate. Um, unless you can, unless we're going okay. Kevin Durant. Okay, Brooke Lopez's agent. You're not allowed. You need to turn off the mic. You can't listen <laughs> to this anymore. You can't take this to the to your negotiations. All right. Listen. No, just turn off. The Bucks should honestly just petition the league to get an exception so that they can sign Brooke to the Supermax. Yeah, because come on, small. I call the small market exception rule. There's no hard cap. There's no hard caps for small teams. There you go. Fair, fair and square. No hard caps. Honestly, just let us pay the tax on Brooke Lopez, and we'll just toss you a bunch of money. Um, thank you, NBA. You're welcome for ruining the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Catch us every June. We'll be in the forum, playing basketball, winning titles. This is uh, this W that our audio listeners can't see. This is the this is the Brogdon W, right? This is what he he does when he shoots a three and makes a three, right? He goes like this, right? Am I wrong? God, that's the lamest celebration. What a dork! He he does Uh, that though, right? Am I am I I wrong? I have no idea. I've never seen him celebrate. I saw that tonight. I swear I saw that tonight. All right. Okay, so you heard it here first. Malcolm Brogdon throwing up gang signs. <laughs> after. No, no. I swear I saw that tonight. I swear I saw a W with, with four fingers. Um. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon continues to look good. He played good defense on Kawhi again tonight, and he continues to hit his threes. Like, um, like he's actually talk- making better reads too on offense. I had somebody tell me that they would be more comfortable paying Malcolm Brogdon next year than Chris Middleton, and I thought that took it too far. Like, I'm sorry, this is the first Bucks game you've watched this year. But that's like a classic thing. Like, the- yeah, this was a national guy, though. Usually, the national okay. guys are better about appreciating Chris. Uh, and like, it wasn't a popular national guy, but it's an it. It was Ross Holman on Twitter, a guy who um, I respect a lot. He does a lot of draft stuff and. Um, stuff like that. But um, I think what people miss about Chris Middleton is he's not going to look good this series. Kawhi's guarding him the entire game. Um, I think they might have switched to Kawhi on Giannis late in the game. I know I saw a few possessions of it, but I would be curious if they, they start did. with They did. They did. Late I would the be game. curious if they, they start with that on Sunday. because just, just out of desperation, right? Yeah, like huh. they, they have to change something. He, but 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 the thing is the I one of the first possessions where where Kawhi was on him as a ball handler, like Giannis got an and one. Oh yeah, he did. But he also found Chris in the corner a few plays later. I don't, I don't like I don't know. Like if you're if you're Nick Nurse, you have to do yeah. something else. Hey, Pascal has done a pretty good job, but but in reality, what Toronto has done relatively successfully has been has been more of team defense. They've done a good job. Col- collapsing on him like he hasn't been like wildly effective like in terms of Giannis dominance but like which is sort of one of my like points that on my stupid notebook that I have here like he wasn't he hasn't been wildly dominant but it doesn't matter the books are just too good like he's too good at ancillary stuff he can pass the ball like even even with his wild driving kicks that lead to turnovers sometimes He's just—it's just too much. He's too—he's too much of a human being to handle. He's just there's too much. He's too strong, too fast. Like they collapse in on him, and and even if they're even if they're keeping like being very uh, fundamentally sound and 
and smart and keeping an eye on uh, like a shooter to close on, which they've done a decent job this series. It's just too much. Like it's too much. Do you think that Toronto's problem is more their offense or their defense? It's 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 got to it's got to be offense, right? It's got to be their offense, right? Or is it like? But 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 is there is there a problem that they're, they're just not good enough? Like they're not as good as the Bucks? Like I think it's that. I, I like I don't know. Like they the Kawhi can single handedly like we talked about this before. I don't think. Like, you know, we talked about Kawhi being like not a prolific passer. I wanted to look back and see if he's not a prolific passer because that's his preference or he's just a bad passer, but he's not a bad passer. He just doesn't pass a lot. No, he's he can a bad make his passer. I, bad? He's, ne- he's never had a two to one assist to turnover ratio. Like that's a pretty common thing for stars. But, but it seems like when he's like doing at like 2.7 or 2.8. You're right, but when he's making a pass, like he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't make good reads and he doesn't put the ball in good spots. I don't think it's like an unwillingness to pass. I think he just yeah. doesn't read the ball and he can't make a lot of basic passes that the majority of basketball players in the NBA can and the majority of superstars definitely can. So you would you would place him on what the lower 25% for like superstar passing or something in the NBA? He's like the lower among, among top twenty players. He's in the bottom two. I, I know his. I know his assist per. Are you talking about his assist per game or his assist to turnover ratio? I'm talking about his ability to pass. Oh, okay, that's that's fair. I I don't know. Like he, had, his assist numbers have been okay in the playoffs, but small sample size. I, I don't even think they've been okay. I think they were up to. I think before the start of the series, they were up to like. They're up to like 4.8. I, I could be wrong, but they were much higher than regular season Kawhi. Like, his assist percentage is only up 2%, though. The reason his assist yeah. game is up is because he's playing eight more minutes a game. Yeah. His usage um, is, is his usage through the roof, too. It's got to be through the roof at this point. So I wanted to talk more about what Toronto's problem has been, their offense or their defense. So in the regular season, their defensive rating was fifth. Right? 107.1. Yeah, they were fifth. fifth in offense, fifth in defense. Yeah, fifth and um, fifth, five and five. I remember that. So they gave up a defensive rating tonight of 122.3. Woof. And their offensive rating in the regular season was 113. And they had an offensive rating of... um, Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out. Um, 100 tonight. So they were actually... 15 points per 100 worse in terms of defense and 13 worse in terms of offense. So, so like like so like I said like it's the Bucks are just the better team, right? Like out and out. Yeah. Um it would be easier for Toronto if they were struggling immensely on offense or defense. It's the fact that the Bucks are getting to the rim, they're scoring at the rim. Look, um, let me look at the points in the paint differential from tonight. It's a very um, team centric game tonight, by the way. Yeah, very team centric. So, yeah. So tonight, actually, the Toronto did score points in the paint. They had forty six. I don't. I don't really know how. I think it might have been some garbage time stuff. And the Bucks had uh, fifty. So the Bucks are just bludgeoning them in the paint, like 50 points in the paint. And then the Bucks had 13 threes. So 89 of their points came in at 
like in the paint or from three. And then in addition to that, how many free throws? And then the Bucks had 26 free throws. So again, the Bucks dominate at math. So out of their, was it 125 tonight? 115 was at the free throw line in the paint or from three. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to do. Like, and here's the thing. The Bucks don't need to like beautiful game it. They don't need to make the extra pass and make, you know, eight passes and swing the ball around beautifully. They They're get a too- good look after two passes. Yeah. It like, I just, I really think it comes down to the Bucks don't are so good that they don't even need to play great to beat the Raptors in the Eastern conference finals against the second best team in the conference, which was out and out the second best team in the conference. They don't need to play great. The Raptors need to play perfectly to make it competitive. Like, what does that say? Perfectly. Like, it says that this is going to be an easy series. It's like, like, can you, can you even imagine if Toronto won the next two? Yeah. Like, okay. So I'm, I did want to say, like, I hope Bledsoe's okay. Have you, have you heard anything about that? Like, he took a nasty. He looked, he looked a little pretty upset when he left the game, and he went to the locker room. He took a he took a nice head hit. So, I just want to make sure he's okay. I think uh, I might have been victory lapping on Twitter when that happened. I don't know. Which is fine. Like <laughs> you were victory lapping, but all the starters were still in the game. So, like, I was a little like I always stay ner- I always stay nervous when that's happening because I don't want them to get hurt. Um, and I hope he's okay, but God, I mean, we might even be able to win if he had to take a game off, man. <laughs> like I, if, if they just plugged in George Hill, I, I just I wouldn't be that worried at this point. Like that's how confident I'm feeling. How many again. minutes can George Hill play a game? And then, you know, what is the, yeah, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. Uh, no. I guess let's talk about it. Bucks in four, Bucks in five, and this will be our last topic. I think we're starting to get on the longer end. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're a little up there. Um, I don't know. I still want to say five. I still feel like they're the Raptors will come home with some energy, and they'll get. I think the key for them will be playing like a nearly perfect game, and then the Bucks uh, just really having an off game. And like, I don't know, maybe the bench coming alive. I I just, I don't want to say it's a sweep, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a sweep. So I still say five. What about you? This is a sweep. You, you think it's a handy, handy four game win? I mean, that's the Bucks are going to walk into the, I think it's the Scotiabank Center now. Uh, the Bucks are going to walk into the Scotiabank Center. They're going to put on some funny Canadian accents and they're going to dunk all over them. They're going to shoot threes all over them. And the series is going to be over at 3 0. Sorry, sorry, Drake. Sorry, dude. Rip. Good, good job supporting your team in Milwaukee, by the way. Good job, dude. And uh, so then. Good job, Drake. Uh, is game four Tuesday? Must be Tuesday, right? I have no idea. So then Tuesday, they'll end it and uh, it's over. And you know what? The rest of the Eastern Conference can thank us because we single-handedly made Kawhi and Kyrie Irving quit their already good teams. Presumably, but likely, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, you heard it here, folk. Here, here, folks. Bucks and uh, Bucks and four sweep coming. 
uh, even though the likes of Nate Duncan, who I love, and others took the Raptors in this series. So I, I guess I just don't understand what Toronto can change. Like they can switch to Kawhi on Giannis. Well, Is that going to do anything though? I think that would no. give Middleton. No, because a lot Kawhi more room. would be Kawhi would be tired. So no, he'd decline. He, his performance would have to decline unless he, I don't know, like he drank the Space Jam super fake water, like and just became a god. Like I, unless he elevated his game beyond like even Kawhi's levels. Like I don't. Their yeah. their bench would have to start being amazing. I guess Serge Ibaka would have to start. Playing like he was, you uh, okay. know, one three years I, younger. I don't, one thing I don't understand is why Norm Powell doesn't get more minutes. I, didn't he have a pretty rough year? I know he's. I, yeah, if it, you got to give somebody minutes. He's clearly their best bench wing, and he can get hot from three. Nurse uh, struggles with rotations. Yeah, Nurse struggles a lot with rotations. Do you think this team would be better if they had Dwayne Casey? I know the answer is no, no, but like no. I think the answer is yes. You think it's yes? I, I still say no. Uh, I think I like, it's like I'm like very confident the answer is no, but I also think it's yes. I say no because I think Nurse is like I think Nurse has a lot of good. I don't know. It could be just his offensive reputation, but it's pretty clear he struggles with certain things. Maybe he just needs some seasoning. I don't, I don't think know. His offense is good. Well, fifth in the NBA, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are have, you saying that it's just? But think about how poorly Kawhi fits into what Nurse ran last season. He doesn't fit at all, so he had to adjust his own rotation. Whether what were or not the Spurs he should be offenses with Kawhi. What were the Spurs offenses? Yeah, I'm, I don't. I've, I have no idea offhand, but I you know, you know the is, way Kawhi doesn't operate like in the kind of offense that Nurse ran last year. Like Kawhi is like a ISO man. That's what he is. So coach him better. Yeah. I, I'm not going to like, I'm obviously I blame nurse a hundred times before I'd blame Kawhi. He's Kawhi's great. No, but, I blame uh, both of them equally. Yeah. Throw the, throw the blame flag around my friend. I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> like, uh, I don't care. Um, I hope Bledsoe's okay. Uh, I did want to mention that I think Miritich Despite not shooting like the lights out of the ball, I think he's been like in the times I've seen him, which is one and a half games of basketball. I think he's been really good outside of shooting, good to really good. I think he's doing like the little things well. And I think that's there's a lot of people on Twitter who just think that if he doesn't shoot, he's completely ineffective. I don't believe that. Uh, Marcus Johnson had a nice little video tweet. Showing some Miritich love. I love Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson's the best. I Literally. wish he was calling our games. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of Marv Albert getting Miritich and I, yeah, up. Like I, I can't do Albert it anymore. Isn't the color guy, but honestly, I'd be fine without the play by play guy. Like put Jim out there. Jim's done it forever. He's at least good. And he's not super biased, so. Jim's the he, go. He, he wouldn't get Biritich and Lopez mixed up. Yeah, constantly. Constantly he also understands which line is the three-point line. Uh, oh, rough. But let's end it before we go on rants about this. Miritich is good too. I'll, I'll comment on that quick. Um, the shots fall sometimes, and that's great. But he's, he's been streaky. a pretty consistent player on both ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say consistent, I mean he's a threat. He might not be knocking him down every night, but that's every shooter. Floor? Gravity, absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, we'll come back with you. We'll come back at y'all for a pod um, either after game three or after game four. Sort of depends on need. Um, if there's a serious shift in game three that would require us to say new things, we'll definitely be here. If they dominate game three and it looks like it's going to be a sweep, there's not that much to talk about. We can continue to gush about them, but it's just not really necessary to repeat ourselves after what we've done for the last 50 minutes. Yep. So, yeah. Follow me on Twitter, at Junes for Shiz. (laughs) Follow me, more importantly, on Twitter, at Bill Cancenary. And uh, that's going to do it, folks. Go Bucks. Enjoy the ride, folks, because I need to do a better job of enjoying the ride. I'm constantly nervous and thinking they're going to fail. So you, y'all enjoy the ride. Uh, We'll catch you next time. Good night.